Good evening. This is a belated Tuescast being recorded on a Wednesday because I got so sick. Um, I came down with something in the night, the night before last, and um, oh, you know when you're just so sick that all you can do is kind of pray, and when like pray that it gets you get better as quickly as possible. And I'd already bought tickets to take my daughter to see the Ardman exhibition, which I think really, in all honesty, I was more excited about than she was. She just wanted to go to Acme and play in that room with all the stuff in it. But Ardman means a lot to me. I love their work and I've loved them for a very long time. And um, when I was in Bristol, when I was younger, I, I have a photograph of their doorbell. Like Ardman and Morph and Creature Comforts and, you know, Rex the Runt and um, I would say maybe Ardman mattered to me as much to me as Pixar. They're just amazingly good and amazingly sweet and and successful without being um, exploitative. And I suppose that's, for me, that is such a huge, a huge thing to, to make beautiful, heartwarming funny, clever, silly, meaningful stuff and to do it well and to be successful. I just, I love them so much. And so even though my guts were churning and I did not feel well, we did it. We went and I think one of the most exciting things to see was the rocket from the grand day out. Like just just looking at this rock it made me so happy I can still feel it I can feel it making my mouth smile muscles and and the the, the penguin with the rubber with the rubber um rubber glove pretending to be a chicken have you seen this chicken so even I wish I could, we could have stayed for longer I wish I had felt better but you know I went we were there I saw it you know and sometimes I think it's so hard. Life doesn't wait. I was talking to a lady who, uh, you know, an acquaintance who has had an, a really unexpected major life-changing event occur in her family. And to, to hear about its knock-on effect, to see in her face and hear in her voice the impact that it's having on her life. And she's there at work. That's how I, I was talking to her. She, she, was, she was at work and doing her job and, and you know, just, just saying to her, wow, life just doesn't wait for you, does it? It doesn't stop for you. It doesn't know, but good workplaces will support you. Good relationships will support you. And, you know, sometimes I, even though it's hard, it can be really, really hard, it's better to find out if something is not going to support you than to not know and then find out when things get really hard and then have that lack of support compound the the difficulty that you're in you know it could be it could be anything but people who support you employers who support you you know anything that basically gives you a fucking break and helps you to get on with things rather than says, oh, well, we only we only want you when you're functioning perfectly, when everything in your life is going brilliantly. We only want you when you are, you know, 
it's a fair weather friend. We only want you when you're great. So without further ado, I am going to run through a list of the things that I have been watching and I've been able to get through a bit of TV. And I'm going to start with the with the thing that's the lightest, the sweetest and the funniest and the silliest and the most non like non-heavy light what have I what have I called these things in the past I've got a word for it uh, low impact there we go most low impact entertainment that I am currently enjoying the shit out of is a new series on Netflix called Younger and it's television you know it's what used to be considered television royalty it's Darren Star producing you know like um it's not cinematic television. It's television television. It's like um, it reminds me of Friends or Sex and the City. Speaking of that, um, Patricia Field is doing the costumes on, on Younger and it's, it's, it's really great. And it's got this hilarious end credits music, which is like really banging kind of party music, which I think is so funny. And it's the same at the end of everyone. It's also my first real introduction to Hilary Duff. And I didn't know a lot about her. I was very, very keen to dismiss her. Speaking of sort of that category of kind of Disney-style entertainment, though, that I do associate with, with Hilary Duff. And I recommend Younger. If you feel like watching something that's a half-hour hit of really sweet TV, um, funny and clever and about cultural differences between um, generations, watch it. It's great. It's it's, it's really good. I, I'm enjoying it a lot. It's, it's really um, understood its format and its timing and its references. It's very authentic and um, I think it's a high quality series so far. I'm, I'm four episodes in uh, and uh, I, I'm, I'm finding myself watching it when some of the other shows that I'm watching are just a little bit too rich in a, to, to use a cooking metaphor. They're just a bit too heavy, a bit too full on. You don't, you don't really want, you know, you got to cleanse the palate every now and then. So there you go. My palate cleanser is younger um but my main meal at the moment is definitely the handmaid's tale um it's incredibly good television i'm sure that that is not telling you anything that you won't have surmised the um the the tv series is of course based on the novel by margaret atwood and i have been looking forward to this series coming out for a long time for a, a couple of really really strong reasons one is the book obviously um uh, no, not obviously, because fuck, I don't know. You might not have read it. You might not know anything about it. The Margaret Atwood novel, The Handmaid's Tale, I read it when I was really discovering my, discovering feminism. And I would say, in a way, it was my, it was my introduction to political feminist fiction. And, um, it's, it's a fan, it's a fantastic book. It's a, it's a world rocker, really, The Handmaid's Tale. And, is always a, a threat with, with books that have been amazing, a danger that in producing them as television or, or cinema or whatever, that they're going to mess with it and produce something shit, you know, lesser than the sum of its parts, which can be really heartbreaking, especially um, when you've loved the original. And um, so it's like the stakes are higher. You love the original. I, I imagine that's how a lot of Tolkien people felt about the Lord of the Rings series. I didn't really care. I'd never read the books. They weren't my thing. But um, I think The Handmaid's Tale was something 
that, uh, yeah, had a huge impact on me. I read it at just the right time. But the other reason that I was really interested to see it has got more to do with what kind of a television series it is and who is involved in, in that. And um, I, l last year or the year before, I got very um, into Top of the Lake, the Jane Campion TV series with Elizabeth Moss. Now, um, Elizabeth Moss will know as Peggy from Mad Men. She's an amazing actor and... She's great in Top of the Lake. She's fantastic in Top of the Lake. And um, and she is the main character in Handmaid's Tale. She plays Offred, um, a.k.a. June. There's also some great casting in Handmaid's Tale. Um, Samira Wiley from Orange is the New Black is in it. Um, Alexis Bledel, who I didn't see Gilmore Girls. I've never seen it. doesn't mean anything to me, but she she's really good in the part that she plays in Handmaid's Tale. But it's it's more than that. It's the the flow of it, the colour of it, the the style and the structure, the music choices, just bang on. The only thing that I'm not enjoying is where SBS On Demand is putting the ads and really why are there ads on SBS, for one thing. Why are there ads in the middle of a piece of beautiful, high-end, accomplished television art doesn't make any sense. It just completely throws you off balance, throws you out of that beautiful rhythm that you're in because the show is great. And all to 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 what? To tell you about the Tour de France, to tell you about a fucking television. And it's like, don't do it. Just stop it. Tell Play me the ads at the beginning and the end, please. But just don't break up the show. You don't realize how much is at stake how much you're costing the viewer in terms of enjoying the content. And then you remember that the business model isn't about you enjoying the content anyway. It's about you buying whatever they're advertising. And I really hope that that's what's changing in this on demand. You know, I can watch Younger, which is the perfect ad bait TV show. No ads. Sure, there's, there's lots of, you know, there's probably lots of product placement that I'm not even really noticing. I mean, you couldn't do that with Handmaid's Tale. But, you know, I think... I hope that there's another way for these shows to make the money and still exist. Um, the other thing, oh, music by Adam Taylor. The music in Handmaid's Tale is truly excellent. Um, I also watched a couple of episodes of The Family Law. I really enjoyed that. I'll keep watching that. Um, I have to do a, a little mention of Debbie Mazar, who's in Younger, who's excellent. Um, I really am enjoying her. Um, I finished The Hot Guy and that was a book but, um, that has been on my bedside table for, for a while and I really enjoyed it. I loved it. I think that if you're in the market for a book that is every bit as good and deserving of an audience as Graham Simpson's The Rosie Project, it's probably not not like would would suit a similar audience um big little lies as well um leanne moriarty audience might enjoy the hot guy i loved it i really did so well done to the writers the hot guy and to the publishers um yeah that was awesome and uh i have also been going back over uh, just another tv thing because i haven't really done a lot of reading um oh i did 
read another chapter of The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, which I'm thinking probably is more important and I should get back to it, read a bit more of it. Um, and uh, I've got a quote. I'm going to finish this off with a quote from uh, Game of Thrones, which I am starting over again. I think I'm up to about episode four, season one. Um, a quote from my beloved Peter Dinklage, who I love for so many good reasons. And um, as Tyrion Lannister, he really was brought to the world. And uh, as the only American actor in Game of Thrones, he deserves a special shout out for so many good reasons anyway. Yeah, totally love you. And he gets to utter this great line um, when he's gone up to visit the wall and forget, I forgot, like after, you know, six seasons of Game of Thrones that he went up to the wall and interacted with Jon Snow and all that stuff. And he says, a mind needs books like a sword needs a whetstone. And, uh, yeah, ne'er truer words were spoken. So, um, that was the belated cast for this week. Thank you for listening and... Thank you for your support of the program and maybe one day, you never know, you may see it evolve into something a little bit more professional and sharp, but at the moment it really is just me chatting about my week and I, um, yeah, I love making it. So thanks for listening and I will see you next Tuesday.